and welcome to the Friday Five here on the ASG Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Rupel, and this is our weekly list of five things you should know about. Coming in at number one, in varying shades of purple and pink, on Wednesday this week, we unveiled a project that has been a long time in the making, the ASG Podcast Rebrand. Our team did a fantastic job of adding a modern vibe to the podcast. New logo, new colors, new images for every type of episode, fresh social images, and of course, a revamp of our official podcast website, ridderim.com slash podcast. On Wednesday, we released an episode on the rebrand, some great interviews in that episode. Give that a listen if you haven't already. We will be linking to it in the episode notes. Also on Wednesday, Fed Chair Jerome Powell announced a quarter percent increase to interest rates. The Federal Open Market Committee met on Tuesday and Wednesday this week and kept the momentum of rate increases going. With the quarter percent increase, federal interest rates now sit between 4.75 and 5%. The last time we saw rates this high was back in July of 2006. The committee put out a statement about further increases, saying, quote, The committee anticipates that some additional policy firming may be appropriate in order to attain a stance of monetary policy that is sufficiently restrictive to return inflation to 2% over time, end quote. And to clarify, Fed Chair Powell added, quote, the process of getting inflation back down to 2% has a long way to go and is likely to be bumpy, end quote. That's the inflation side of things. Let's get into banking turmoil, as they seem to be calling it. After collapses at Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank, and then the almost collapse of Credit Suisse, which, yes, is a different situation altogether, but still is causing reverberations in U.S. markets. On that topic, the committee said, quote, The U.S. banking system is sound and resilient. Recent developments are likely to result in tighter credit conditions for households and businesses, and to weigh on economic activity, hiring, and inflation. The extent of these effects is uncertain. The committee remains highly attentive to inflation risks, end quote. Chair Powell also echoed those sentiments, saying, quote, it's too early to say, really, whether these events have had much of an effect, end quote. He reiterated that the Fed had plans and tools in place to protect bank deposits, saying, quote, I think depositors should assume that their deposits are safe, end quote. Number three, on Thursday this week, TikTok began making its case on why the popular video app should not be banned in the United States. Chief Executive Sho Chu appeared before the House Energy and Commerce Committee to discuss the many concerns surrounding the popular app. TikTok has already been banned from government devices in the U.S., and some college campuses have also banned the app from their networks. 
The call for banning the app has to do with the fact that it has the ability to collect massive amounts of data from its users. And then the other part of the equation is that TikTok is owned by ByteDance, a Chinese company, and there's concern over American data being handed over to the Chinese government and what may or may not be done with that data. Some postulations on how that data could be used. Approximate location of an individual, smartphone patterns, and also as a means to influence American citizens. These concerns were first raised back when the app skyrocketed to popularity during the pandemic. The former administration tried to force a sale of the U.S. portion of the company to an American company, a divestiture that fell through and ended with TikTok suing the Trump administration. Since then, the case has stalled out. A new administration came into the White House, committees were formed, and TikTok responded with Project Texas. That's a solution where the data from the app is stored in the cloud by an American-owned company. Engineers from the same company would also have access to TikTok's algorithm, the ability to monitor and approve changes before they're made. So far, TikTok has spent $1.5 billion here in the U.S. on Project Texas, as well as a similar amount on a similar project in Europe, which their rules are a bit stricter than ours. In preparation for show taking the stand, he has been posting on TikTok, trying to rally support for the app. And he shared a statistic that is kind of mind-blowing. 150 million TikTok users call the United States home. Now, according to 2021 reports, the population of the U.S. was at 331.9 million, so almost half of the U.S. population is on TikTok. It will be interesting to hear what is said during these hearings and what legislation potentially comes from them as well. Number four. This one comes to us courtesy of podcast co-host Tina Lamaru. Last month, the FDA put out a recall on 10 different types of eye drops and artificial tears. On Tuesday this week, the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention announced that they are investigating a possible connection between those recalled ophthalmic drugs and cases of a drug-resistant bacteria that have injured 68 and killed three. CDC officials confirmed that they found the bacteria in opened bottles included in the recall. The next step, testing unopened bottles to find out when contamination occurred. EzraCare artificial tears was the most common offender, according to the CDC. The FDA has claimed that EzraCare's parent company, Global Pharma, did not use proper tamper-evident packaging and also that the drops did not contain the appropriate preservatives. We will be linking to articles where you can learn more and share that information with your clients, as well as the official announcement from the CDC, which they seem to be updating as more information comes to light. Number five. The FMO that powers this podcast, Ritter Insurance Marketing, is launching a new and exciting webinar series called Client Considerations. 
As you can imagine, these series will address topics agents can be helping their clients focus on, drilling down into the details of how to explain information. First up in the series, working past age 65, something we've previously talked about here on the podcast, and we will be linking to those episodes in the notes. But in this particular webinar, you'll learn about the factors that need to be considered and decisions to be made with clients regarding working past the age of 65. That webinar is next Wednesday, March 29th, and we will have a link to the registration page in our notes. And that's all we've got for you this week. Don't forget to check the notes for all the resources we mentioned. Take a minute or two to click around and check out the new look on ridderim.com podcast as well. I hope you have a great weekend. Stay healthy and stay safe out there. And we will see you next week. The Agent Survival Guide podcast is a production of Ritter Insurance Marketing, an integrity company. This episode was written and produced by me, Sarah Rupel. Script editing and fact check by Tina Lamaru. Podcast designed by Urban Rivera. Artwork by Vivian Zhao. Follow along with us wherever you like to listen. 